Hey, what is going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here to bring in the four-game NBA main site on Saturday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name's DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL slates on DraftKings. If you cannot watch these YouTube videos, I also up on Apple Podcasts. I have a link in the description below. It's called the DK DFS Show. If you guys are interested in signing up for premium content, I offer that on Patreon.com. A couple different packages, esports, which includes CSGO and Call of Duty, as well as an NBA package. Uh, and then finally, I want to thank Price Picks for sponsoring the show. If this is your first time watching these videos, maybe you're just not familiar with what Price Picks is. The idea is you're taking over under on fantasy points. So, for example, Joel Embiid is projected for 50 fantasy points. Do you have the under? Do you have the over? You can mix and match sports. They have college, PGA, esports, tennis soccer, basically every sport you can imagine. So um, if you guys want to sign up, you can use the code DKDFS, DKDFS, all one word, link down below. You get a 100% match up to $100. Basically, you put $100 in, you get $200 to play with. Uh, but yeah, with that all out of the way, let's jump into the video. So before I talk about players and the prices for this four-game slate, we can look back at my lineup here from Friday. So uh, Thursday slate had uh, the Frank Mason injury right away. Actually ended up winning that GPP, which was... Uh, insane finishing the top 102 in that in that big tournament uh, and then tonight a lot of weird stuff happened tonight. a lot of you know pretty tilting stuff um, but first that's right another injury uh, James Ennis was low owned was smashing uh, and got injured early in the second half so look I mean yeah I don't know what else to say. Uh, but we can go over the rest of my lineup. So, um, it was not a great night for me. Uh, going over my lineup, Russell Westbrook, Halliburton, Kawhi Leonard, Okiki, Isaiah Stewart, Peyton Pritchard, injured James Ennis, and Vucevic, uh, who finished with 62 fancy points. So, um, we got news that Darren Fox was out, making uh, Halliburton a really, really good play. Now, what happened was Luke Walton just did like the strangest rotations uh Halliburton had a really good first half he had like 20 22 I think in the in the first half the second half the the whole starting unit got pulled like right away and then like they brought back a couple starters for a few minutes pulled them and then brought back a couple other starters to like finish the game so Halliburton finished with 27 minutes um he had 30 fancy points in 27 minutes I was expecting at least 35 fancy points so it's one of those situations where you know, that was a, a correct pivot to make to try to get Halliburton in because, you know, he was going to be low owned and he was in a really, really good spot, you know, starting a point guard and was, you know, expecting 35 minutes. So that was one where just like, can't even get mad about that. Just like, just got unlucky there. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, the Clippers uh, blew them out. So he missed out in the last three or four minutes. Westbrook, uh, they got blown out too. The Wizards did. So the magic is where I'm a little bit frustrated here. First, uh, the Ennis injury, obviously can't predict that. Second, Michael Carter-Williams on a strict minutes limit. And he plays like 30, I don't, I, how many minutes did he play tonight? I want to say it was, it was close to 30. Um, I saw that. I'm just like, what on earth? Uh, where is it? Where are the Orlando Magic? He played 27 minutes. Oh man. Uh, so yeah, obviously Okiki, uh, was a guy that I was, I was not expecting MCW to play much. I was really thinking all those magic guys would play huge minutes. They gave like a huge minutes to MCW. So nothing, uh, can really do about that one. Isaiah Stewart, you know, the one, the one concern which I mentioned with him was foul trouble. Sure enough, 
picked up two fouls in literally like the first minute of the game. Um, and then they brought in Sadiq Bay, who shot like 100% from three. So it's just another one where it's like, okay, sure. And then Peyton Pritchard pivoted to get him in, uh, 70% owned, uh, played literally like played close to 30 minutes and it was just absolutely awful. Six fancy points in, I think he had like 28, 29 minutes. So was Isaiah Stewart and, and were, were Isaiah Stewart and Peyton Pritchard bad plays? No, right? We had the foul trouble for Stewart. We had Sadiq Bey just come in and not miss a shot. And then Peyton Pritchard is just one where he just played absolutely terrible. Again, 84% owned in this term for Stewart, 70% Peyton Pritchard. So it's like one of those situations, starting point guard uh, in a good matchup uh, below 4K. Just had literally his worst game, I think, of his career in the NBA. And then, yeah, Ennis injury and Vucevic uh, was really solid at low ownership again. But that's it for uh, the look back of my video. Hope you guys had a good night. And let's see if we can uh, make some money here for this four-game NBA slate. So one game is included early. That's not on the main slate. We have two of the four games out right now. Pacers and Hawks at 226.5 over under. The Pacers one and a half point favorites. And we have Nets Warriors. This one should be really, uh, I'm guessing it's going to be probably at least 230. I would say maybe close to 240 for the over under. Um, so that game is going to be pretty appealing. All right, so let's start off with the Indiana Pacers and the Atlanta Hawks. DeMontis Sabonis at 9K, I still think that is a little bit too cheap. You know, he's a guy that will play close to 40 minutes. Again, a guy that can fill up a stat sheet. I like the matchup a lot here against the Atlanta Hawks. Um, you know, this Hawks team is a big team too. Not that I was worried about Sabonis' minutes, but like he will, as long as there's no foul trouble, he will play close to 40 minutes. So I do think DeMontis Bonus is once again a really, really solid play. Brogdon at 7-5 is still viable. I do prefer Sabonis. He's at, he's, he's kind of been just like subpar recently. Um, he does have 50-plus fancy point upside in him, and you could see it in this game because the matchup is really, really solid. But like I said, I would prefer getting to Sabonis if you're going to make me pick between the two uh, Indiana Pacers stars. Rest of the Pacers, Miles Turner is at, I mean, it's at a playable price at 5-8. This is a big Atlanta Hawks team. He will probably get, you know, close to 30 minutes in a close game. I could see getting to him. I, I could see it. It's not not a play that I love, but he's at least viable. Justin Holiday, a little too pricey for me. Jeremy Lamb, minutes been up and down on him. TJ McConnell at 5K. Again, the minutes have been a little up and down on him as well, but he's at least a guy that can stuff a stat sheet. So I think if I'm going to take a shot in one of these secondary plays, would go to McConnell. Again, I don't love it. Um, you have Doug McDermott too, who probably will play somewhere around... I would say 25 to 30 minutes. Very, very reliant in the scoring. So, like, if he's not scoring the ball, does him at somewhat low floor. But, like, 4.3K, I could see uh, using him for value as well. So, yeah, there's definitely some plays I like here on the Pacers. You know, we have Sabonis at the top. I think Brogdon's decent. Uh, Miles Turner is, is viable in the mid-range. And then you have a couple guys like McConnell and uh, Doug McDermott that I think you could look to for value. On the Atlanta Hawks side... Not as much that I like. Uh, Trey Young is always viable for GBPs, but I would categorize him as a more contrarian play on this slate. Capella and Collins. So Capella got uh, a price discount now. He's down to 7-6. So we had uh, foul trouble there against Dallas, blowout against San Antonio, who's actually on pace for a good game. I still wouldn't I still wouldn't say he's like an optimal play, but at this price, like now he's getting to the point where he's priced about right. Like he was at it. There was a stretch where he was in the 9K range. I was like, all right, that is just too expensive for Clint Capella. 7-6 is priced, uh, you know, probably about right. Kevin Herter also been very up and down. He's flashed some upside, but he does have a somewhat low floor. At 6-1, I'm probably not going to do it. And that's 
kind of it for me on the Atlanta Hawks side. Moving on to Houston and New York. So Houston's a team, I actually do have some interest in, no Christian Wood, no Victor Oladipo. Yeah, so John Wall with no Oladipo and with no Christian Wood, I think makes for a pretty solid play at his price point. He, he has played 34 and 36 minutes the last couple games, which is really, really good to see because uh, just about a week ago, they were limiting his minutes like mid-20s. So, and he was similar price. Like he was about 7K when they were limiting his minutes. Price hasn't moved a ton. Um, playing way more minutes. I think John Wall is a really, really good play at 7.2K. Boogie Cousins, oh man, I don't even know what to make of him anymore. Uh, he was a chalk bust for a couple of slates, and then when no one played him, he was on pace to smash uh, and then got into some foul trouble. I I mean, you can you can go there. He's a decent point for a guy, but um, more of a contrarian play uh, for me. And then... With no wall or with no Oladipo and with no Christian Wood, I think Eric Gordon at 5'8 is firmly in play in the mid-range. My one you know concern always with Eric Gordon is he is reliant on scoring, but he's gonna be uh probably their number two in the offense. So I think he's firmly in play for GPPs. And then even the value I do like now. So uh with two of their top players out, these value guys will have to get some run. Also, PJ Tucker is currently questionable. So if he misses that's actually pretty significant because P.J. Tucker is playing somewhere around 20 to 30 minutes a game. So that's even more minutes to guys like Jay Sean Tate, Dan Wallhouse, Nawaba, Sterling Brown, who's actually been really solid in his minutes. So I have an interest in all these Rockets value. Nawaba, Brown, House, Tate, all these guys will probably have to get some, some good run, especially if there's no P.J. Tucker. So um, yeah, if Tucker's out, I do like the Rockets value. So Houston's actually a team I am pretty high on for this slate. All right, moving on to the New York Knicks. So Julius Randle's at 8.7K. Uh, I think it's uh, another situation where he is a little bit too cheap, right? He was on pace for actually a massive game and it blew out. He had 55 fancy points uh, in only 32 minutes. You know, matchup-wise, I'm not really scared of whoever Houston tries to throw on him. So I, I think this is just a misprice again. I do like Julius Randle. The guards I'm not as excited about because with Derrick Rose in, it really just like affects everyone's upside. Now, Derrick Rose has been pretty solid in his two games. 23 and 33 fans points the last couple games. If you want to take a shot at him at 4-8, fine. Um, where I do or where I am uh, really liking a play is Mitchell Robinson is out. So Narrow Zawal at 3.9K is just too cheap. Assuming he starts, he's uh, probably the best value on the slate. He's already been playing about 20 minutes. And if he starts, would assume we probably get at least, I don't know, mid-20s minutes. So would, would really like Narrowlands to well if he starts. And then I know it's kind of gross, but Taj Gibson will play the backup five. So not a you know play I'm confident in, but he'll probably get close to, I don't know, 20-ish minutes. And he's min-price. And he's power forward eligible too. So just thought I would throw that out there. So really for me, it's Randall at the top. Um, you know, I think you could use D Rose if you want to get a little bit different uh, for GBPs, and then Nerlens Noel for value. And if you want to get a little risky, Taj Gibson should play the backup five. All right, this is definitely the game of the slate here: Brooklyn and Golden State. So on the Brooklyn side, we have Harden, we have Durant, we have Kyrie. Um, you know, who's my favorite for the price? I think it's Kevin Durant at nine six. Also, you got the revenge game narrative for him. He's of the big three when they all play. I think he has the highest floor just because of the peripherals, you know, the rebounding, the block shots. He can get some assists too. So again, we've got the revenge narrative in there too. Uh, you know, Golden State is not a great defensive team. So really, I have interest in all the Brooklyn 
uh, main guys. You can definitely run a game stack here. Again, I'm expecting a pretty high scoring game. So uh, with Harden, Durant, Irving, I think all three firmly in play. If you made me pick, it would be KD, but I have interest in all of them uh, because of the matchup. Uh, just because, you know, other games don't look as appealing. This game is definitely one I want exposure to. Now, secondary plays, I'm curious what they do with DeAndre Jordan. So he is out. Like, who picks up the start? Uh, my guess is Jeff Green as a small ball five, but you never know. It could be it could be Noah Vonla at 3-2. He's a guy that I think they could use as a small ball five. If you guys are not familiar with Noah Vonla, he's actually a good point permit guy. Um, he's been out of the league or kind of in and out of the league for a couple of years, but when he gets minutes, he's a good point per minute guy. So if like, for some reason he starts at center, I would really like him for value. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. Um, my guess is it's Jeff green. If he does start, I don't have a ton of interest in Jeff green at five, five, and then that's probably it. So maybe take a shot on Noah Vonla. Uh, if he start, if, if he starts, I would like him. If he comes up, the, if he's not starting, you know, will he even be in the rotation? I'm not sure. So then it would be a really, really risky play. Mainly, though, again, it is the the big three that I do like. On the Golden State side, so Steph Curry, you guys know I've been attacking this Brooklyn Nets team basically every single slate. I love targeting the Brooklyn Nets. They play very little defense, and now we got Steph Curry, who has insane upside, uh, has gone for 70 multiple, multiple times this year. So really do like him for tournaments, and I like Draymond Green, too, at 6'7". Uh, you know, they are still pretty thin here with no Wiseman, no Kevon Looney. So Draymond Green should play all the minutes he can handle. I'm expecting 37, 38 minutes for Draymond. Again, I like that he stuffs a stat sheet. Um, this game should be played at a really fast pace. I think Draymond's a really good play in the mid-range. Even has some interest in Wiggins and Oubre. Normally those guys are cross-offs, but if like for some reason you can't afford stuff and you want to settle for one of these guys, I actually think they're both in play. Like I kind of have a rule of not playing Andrew Wiggins, but I can see getting to him on, on this one because the matchup and same with Kelly Oubre. So if you can't afford stuff, uh, I'm actually okay settling on one of those guys. Rest of the plays, though, Juan Toscano Anderson lost Mets at last game. Uh, and the bench guys, no one's really playing enough for me to consider. So final game here, Minnesota, or Minnesota, Miami and Utah. On the Miami side, Jimmy Butler at 8-3, Bam and a buyout 8-2. Definitely viable plays. Now, are either priorities? I have a hard time. I know, like, the price is still pretty appealing to Jimmy Butler. But I just have a hard time prioritizing him over, like, one of the Nets or over Steph Curry um, or even, like, DeMontis Sabonis. But, um, like I said, Jimmy Butler has basically been, if you look at the last six, seven games, he's been triple-double threat basically every single game. Now, the last game I will mention, Tyler Hero got scratched after lock. So, got to take that, you know, got to take that into consideration. But, um, still, Jimmy has been really, really solid here. Um, so, I think he's a he's a good contrarian play. Bam and a buyout 8-2, you know, I think is a, a fine contrarian play as well. I don't think either are priorities for me in this slate. But uh, both both of them, like the price points are fair. The guards, uh, Hero at 6K, none at 5.9. Secondary options for me. Kind of the same with Kelly Linick, Duncan Robinson. You know, you can always play Duncan Robinson, but again, he's got to hit a shot. So that's it for Miami. Finally, the Utah Jazz. Down to Mitchell at 8-1. Um, you know, had a slow start to that game. And let's just, like, he shot 6 of 20. 6 of 20. And still put up 45 fancy points. So I like Donovan Mitchell a good amount once again. Um, yeah, I mean, if we didn't get that, uh, if we didn't get that Peyton Pritchard starting news, I would have had Donovan Mitchell in my lineup. Uh, but yeah, I think he's, uh, I think he's a really good play again. Like I said, with him running the point guard, the floor is high, the ceiling is high. I think he is still underpriced. So I do like Donovan Mitchell. Rudy Gobert is at 7.1k. 
we're finally seeing more minutes from him. 36, 35. There's a long stretch of time where he was playing like 27 to 30 minutes. Now we're getting more run from him. So if we're going to get 35 minutes out of Rudy Gobert, I think he is underpriced. So I do have some interest in him. Mike Conley, I don't expect him to, to play. We'll have to see. Like, obviously, if he does play, then I'm not really on Donovan Mitchell. Uh, if he's out, again, really do like Mitchell. And then Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson for GBPs. We saw a big game out of him tonight, 40 fancy points. Again, he's when he's out there, he's going to shoot the ball. 19, 15, 18 shot attempts. 5-4, I think, is a little bit underpriced. So I do have some interest in him for GBPs. And Joe Ingles, too. He had a great shooting game. Shot 8 of 11. So both those guys in the mid-range for the Jazz are viable. So really, for me, it's Mitchell and Gobert at the top. Ingles, Clarkson, uh, kind of in the mid-range there. But yeah, that's really it for the breakdown, guys. And that's going to do it for the video as well. So if you haven't enjoyed the content so far, I would really appreciate if you leave a like button on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And hit the notification bell so you don't upload videos you know on a live. Again, I will be doing a YouTube live stream before lock to go over everything, answer all your guys' questions. Thanks again. Have a great night, guys. And I'll see you all tomorrow.